Welcome into the Locked On Knicks podcast following a brutal 111-107 to 107 loss for the New York Knicks at the hands of the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get into Jalen Brunson's career night and take you through the errors down the stretch that doomed the Knicks in this one right now on Locked On Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast, and today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today. And every day we're now available on all platforms, and that includes on YouTube. So if you haven't already, please go check us out on there and throw us a subscription while you're at it. What are you, what, what are you waiting for? Um, it, it, is, it is just a massive, massive help uh, if you do. But Who's begging you for subscriptions? I'm Gavin Shell, your favorite play-by-play broadcasters. Favorite play-by-play broadcaster. Um, typically, I'd be joined by Alex Wolf, but he is going to have you covered on Wednesday night. Um, so just me to take you through the misery that was the end of this game that, uh, before all that misery, was uh, another fantastic effort for the Knicks as they look to... Uh, cap off their eight-game winning streak and then four-game losing streak with uh, a five-game winning streak and continuing. Unfortunately, that was uh, not meant to be as the Bucks rained threes down on the Knicks uh, throughout the fourth quarter. Um, ultimately, some clutch shot-making from Drew Holiday and a, a, a little bit of a disappearing act for the Knicks not named Jalen Brunson down the stretch on the offensive side of the floor, compounded with a myriad of defensive errors, uh, made it impossible for the Knicks to ultimately win this one. Um, I don't really know where to start in, in, in terms of where this all broke down for the Knicks. They led 70 to 53 um, and 76 to 60 in the third quarter. And that was despite a, a horrid start um, in terms of their shooting to this game. Julius Randle in particular uh, just, just could not uh, find the range. 0 for 8 from the field to start this game. Missed eight three-pointers in the first quarter, um, which is... Is, is an accomplishment that he got up a three-pointers in the first quarter, even for someone who has led the NBA in three-point attempts over the last month plus. Uh, that was that was something to see. Um, and yet it was 22-22 to 22, um, after one. And, and, and the Knicks very quickly got things together because Jalen Brunson was spectacular. And, and all of that compounded – in, in a third quarter where, and, and, and most of the second quarter for that matter, Randall very much got it going um, where Emmanuel quickly was absolutely scintillating. He had um, a, a quick 11 points in, in just over six and a half minutes to start the second quarter. Perfect five for five shooting. And, and through that time, Brunson uh, was toasting uh, two of the best uh, guard defenders in the NBA in Drew Holiday and Javon Carter. So Everything was good. Everything was right in Knicks land. And then slowly but surely, 
uh, things deteriorated. Uh, actually, you could can, you can take out the slowly caveat altogether because it wasn't very slow. Um, the Bucks put together a 10-0 run over a minute and 41 seconds to wrap up the third quarter to turn 76 to 60 into 76 to 70. And then within three minutes um, of the start of the third quarter, they had um, their, I believe, their first lead of the second half on a Joe Ingles, uh, very much healthy now. Um, God God bless him. Uh, great Australian. Um, torturer of the Knicks tonight on, on a Joe Ingles three that made it 82 to 81. And that was that was the beginning of the end for the Knicks as um, and, and and you can go on Twitter and um, our guy uh, press put together a, a really spectacular thread on everything that went wrong for the Knicks defensively in the second half. Um, but suffice it to say, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily one culprit. Um, it's, it is easy and to some extent accurate to blame Evan Fournier, who fairly inexplicably played the first seven minutes. And I think it was 42 seconds of the fourth quarter over Quentin Grimes. That was, that was a mistake. And, and perhaps the most egregious blunder of that stretch was, was Fournier um, with, with a foot in the paint um, trying to help on Giannis, um, leaving Pat Connaughton open by about a mile in, in, in the corner uh, to nail an open three. Um, Fournier was also slow to get around to screen, trying to contest Joe Ingles, um, who nailed a right wing three earlier in the fourth quarter. Um, but it, was, it wasn't just one guy, Jalen Brunson, um, who, who, who made mention of this in, in his postgame press conference, lost focus a couple of different times defensively. Um, Julius Randle had a play where he just uh, where Giannis fell to the ground and he just flat out didn't uh, remember to box him out, which is is tough when the guy is uh, pretty much seven feet tall, is nicknamed the freak, and is, is probably the best basketball player on planet Earth still. Um, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, uh, uh, Joel Embiid, uh, Steph, all all in that mix as well. Uh, point being, you should probably box him out. Um, and then Randall and Emmanuel quickly had a miscommunication on a pick and roll um, where uh, Randall, who uh, I want to, I'm, I'm going to get to in, in just a couple of minutes here. And I, I want to commend for a, a by and large, fantastic response to that horrific start shooting the basketball um, kind of uh, fell back into his old bad habits where he immediately turned and started yelling at Emmanuel quickly as, as if the, the call on, on the Giannis pick and roll was, was for quickly to switch onto Giannis, which I, I don't think, would have made a substantial difference from no one guarding Giannis at all. Uh, no shots on Emmanuel quickly, who is a fantastic defender uh, when the guy he's trying to defend is not seven feet tall and 250 pounds of pure muscle and force and, and heroes. Um, it was, it was all those things. Um, and, and, and it was, it was partially a scheme for Tom Thibodeau that um, when the Knicks were really struggling this year, it was, it was easy to, to consistently see this, um, always is going to prioritize protecting the paint over guarding on the perimeter. And throughout the first three quarters of this game, and, and, and especially the, the second and third, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, screw it. The, the first three quarters of this game, um, the Knicks did such a good job of that, where they were consistently showing um, a second body towards Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, and I mean, the duo of Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle in particular were fantastic at this. At, at times, Mitch was the primary defender. At times, Julius was the primary defender. But they they really flummoxed Giannis um, through three quarters uh, where he had a, a, a number of either turnovers or or pretty badly missed layups that, that weren't particularly close to going in, trying to throw them up over the long arms of Mitch um, or passes that were 
were accurate and were the right play, but because the coverage was so good um, by the two bigs, the Knicks guards had time to recover out to the perimeter, had time to get good contests. Um, and, and that uh, really slowed the Bucks through three quarters of action. Um, and then the execution was, it was, it was just, it was, it was 20 to 30% less sharp throughout the fourth quarter. And Milwaukee had some great shot making. And, and then down like the final three minutes of this game, I actually thought the Knicks played decent defense. It was a lot of Drew Holiday who uh, got into foul trouble early. It was, it was pretty cold through the first two quarters of first, not first two quarters through the two middle quarters of this game. Um, he just started draining from the right wing and, and, and look, there were there were differences the Knicks could have made. Like Grimes could have gotten around a couple of screens a little bit better. Like uh, Mitchell Robinson at at points was, I mean, kind of doing the same thing I just referenced, where he was he had two feet in the paint. Um, and, and Brooke Lopez, who's an excellent three point shooter for a big, um, was out on the arc just bombing away and hit, hit a big one. I, I think that was to make it 92, 91. Maybe it was a little bit later than that. I don't quite remember. Um, but the point is against the best teams in the NBA the margin for error is very, very slim. And Milwaukee has Giannis, who is, who is just in a dramatically different echelon than anyone on the Knicks. They have Drew Holiday, who on, on the Bucks is obviously a second or third banana, but is, is very much the same tier of player as the Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle, and, and, and honestly probably slightly higher because of just how special he is defensively on top of what he brings offensively brooke lopez an absolute two-way monster i i personally think it is it is unbelievable how good that guy still is in his mid-30s but he he he's, he's a borderline deserving all-star this season um so even even sans chris middleton um if you're the knicks like you kind of have to play mistake-free basketball especially when the jump shots were not falling in the first quarter and then you could you could look at the offense down the stretch of the fourth and there were a number of compounding issues there as well and i want to Get into those in just a sec here on Locked on Knicks. Um, but before I do that, um, there's this one very important thing I have to do, and that is to tell you all about prize picks. Uh, tonight, or, or I guess not tonight, I guess Wednesday night when the Knicks next play, I am going to take Jalen Brunson over 26 and a half points. That, that, one, that one feels easy the way he's cooking right now. I am, I'm going to take Emmanuel quickly over three and a half assists. I am going to take uh, Julius Randle uh, to have over 12 rebounds, and I'm going to take Quentin Grimes to make under uh, three three-pointers for that one. Um, so how does prize picks work? All you have to do is pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport you watch. That includes the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, Euro basketball, cricket, and a whole lot more. They also offer safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. The best part, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. So download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. So don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And today's episode, oh my God, am I excited to say this, is brought to you by Madison Square Garden. Knicks action is heating up at MSG. Get tickets at Knicks.com slash locked on today. What's up, Knicks Nation? As the new year gets underway, now is the time to start planning your visit to the mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden. Start your new year strong with Knicks basketball. And 
man, do they have some big games this much? Jonathan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers roll into town. Um, I think that is going to be, I, I, know, I know it's happened once already, but one of the better atmospheres at MSG all season long. The tension of watching the would-be Nick in the building. That's going to be fun. And then LeBron and the Lakers uh, come to wrap up this month. And look, if you've ever been to a game in MSG, you know Knicks fans bring the passion. They bring a unique energy and make MSG the greatest home court advantage in the NBA. You need to be here to experience top-tier competition at the Mecca of Basketball. Madison Square Garden. Get tickets at Knicks.com slash locked on today. All right. We are back on Locked On Knicks. Um, thank you once again for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today and every day. Um, and I want to get into, we, we talked through a lot of the defensive follies that hurt the New York Knicks in this one. I would also like to cover what went wrong offensively for the Knicks um, before we get into um, really bearing the lead here. And so is Jalen Brunson's 44-point uh, performance uh but the knicks were really hurt uh by isaiah hardenstein in this one i mean there's no no other way to frame it i i absolutely love the guy but in 10 minutes he went 0 for 6 from the field uh finished with a, a minus three net rating despite being on the floor for a decent chunk of, of, of the knicks run that got them up by 16 points but man the guy just um who the, i mean this dude who, who had elite touch to start the season right we, we were talking about how he had Emmanuel quickly levels of of uh, guarantees on his floater game, and now he just he cannot buy a layup. And I don't know, maybe maybe you guys have had a more confident basketball history than I have personally, but I can I can empathize with Isaiah. Right, I, I've had stretches in my playing career where I just uh, my, my playing career, quote unquote, intramural basketball. All right, just just chill out. Um, where where I couldn't make a layup, and it just gets in your head, and it sucks. Um. But obviously, that's a little a little less acceptable when you're when you're in the NBA and you're getting paid eight million dollars a year. And it, it was just one of those things where you could look at those layups by Hardenstein. You could look at all the three pointers Julius missed in the first quarter. Um, you could also look at at some of the short roll opportunities Julius had. And, and again, this was a spectacular game for him. But he there's no other way to say it. He, he played scared offensively in the final. Four minutes of this one. I mean, had had one short roll where, where Brunson was doubled and and if I'm remembering correctly, and 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 swung it to him at the foul line, and he had just a wide open jumper and instead took it in on Brooke Lopez, trying to get off a jump pass to Mr. Robinson. And Lopez just read it pretty easily because it was so obvious that Randall had had predetermined where he was going with the basketball, stole it away. And then and then Julius had again about a six-foot jumper wide open, a shot that he consistently hits as a fadeaway. Um, and, and, and again, just kind of went right into the body of Lopez this time did draw the foul, did hit two free throws, but it was, it was kind of a lucky bailout. And I, I think Julius is just going to have to be able to, I mean, if, if no one steps up, he's going to have to take that shot confidently. And, and I know the, the sensation there as a player is, oh boy, it's going to look really bad. If I miss this, I'm wide open. Let me just go all the way to the rim and see what happens. Um, but he's, he, he's got to shoot, uh, those shots. Uh, but someone who is not a problem offensively down the stretch was not a problem in any way. Uh, was Jalen Brunson a career high 44 point night also had seven rebounds, which I believe uh, Breen mentioned was his, his uh, high as a Nick so far also had four assists, just three turnovers, 15 for 30 from the field, four for 10 from three point range, 10 for 10 from the foul line. Um, Man, what more is to say? What more is there to say about Jalen Brunson? Um, just got the Knicks going early when when they were desperate. This was a team that was down 
10 to two. Um, and, and, and the only two points came off uh, Brunson uh, drawing a foul for two free throws. Um, and and it, it, you, you could imagine a world where the Bucks just ran away with this one in the first quarter. And instead, Brunson went to work. Um, a little pump fake to get Drew Holiday up in the air. Nailed a jumper, plus the foul for the Knicks' first bucket. Ended up getting three fouls on Holiday in the first five minutes, which was uh, significant. And then uh, Javon Carter comes in, another absolutely elite point of attack defender. And Brunson just started to torture him. I'm hitting two pull-up threes in the first quarter. And, and if you remember, early in the season, I was mentioning that was um, maybe not a point of frustration for Brunson, but something I was really focused on him improving on because he seemed reticent to shoot pull-ups early in the season and and just could not buy a bucket on them. And, th- and that carried over from what we knew of him as a Maverick and was one of my main concerns in terms of Brunson's scoring and, and even more so than, than his pure points per game, his efficiency translating over to the Knicks. And that was his his ability or lack thereof uh, to hit self-created threes versus the ones he, he was spoon-fed by Luka Doncic. Uh, suffice it to say that is is no longer a problem for him. A great stat from a friend of the pod, uh, Benji Ritholtz, um, uh, he tweeted out this morning going to tonight's game. Uh, last season, Brunson took 80 pull-up threes total and shot 31% of them. This season, uh, coming into tonight's game, he, he had taken 88 and was shooting 44%. So he just turned himself into a dramatically better shooter. Clearly, that was an area of emphasis for him this offseason, and it has... Uh, I think taking his game into new heights because it, it is just a, a, another thing in, in in the wide array of tricks, just just about a, a de- as deep of an offensive toolbox as any player has in the league. And and that is uh, just about the most important tool you can have as a point guard, that ability to hit a pull-up three. And Ed Brunson is now very, very good at it. Um, that um, and, and then carrying it over into the second and third quarters, just master screen navigation, um, his ability to – to rise up for a jumper about uh, a half beat off from when you think he's going up and, and, and then the touch to just hit them over and over and over again, had a, had a running hook layup that honestly, I think I thought was a lob. Um, Mike Breen thought was a lob. Obi Toppin thought was a lob that swished in. And, and then down the stretch was, was just dominant <laughs> for the New York Knicks. I mean, he look this, this game would have been another, um, Sixers scenario, sort of like what we had on Christmas Day, if not for Brunson's shot making. Um, he had uh, just just great patient navigation around a Mitchell Robinson three um, to give the Knicks the lead back, 94-92 with a couple minutes left. Um, then blew by Holiday, snaked it back, hit a floater going across his body inside the last three minutes. Um, and then with um, about a minute left, um, had, a, had a little like, DHO action with Mitchell Robinson that was similar to the first play the Knicks ran um, with him and Emmanuel quickly that got him the foul line where instead of a handoff, it was a toss and that, that seemed to give him a little bit more momentum. Um, it, that was with 42 seconds left and also credit to, uh, to Tom Thibodeau uh, for that one for drawing up a quick hitter. And, 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 and I, I think a lot of it was simply because Brunson was, was cooking to such an extent, but the Knicks' late game offense, even if it wasn't perfect, did seem more fluid than it typically is, and that was a good example where instead of I don't know, just just dribbling all the air out of the basketball, um, Tibbs said, "Hey, let's just let's just go get a good shot as quickly as possible," and that was throw in, catch, toss back, layup, all in under four seconds. So that was great. Um, and then uh, the Knicks used Mitchell Robinson as a press break, immediately outletted to Brunson, and Brunson got a big layup inside the final minute for his last bucket. Uh, I, I don't know how much more I can say about the guy. Um, he just, just, just a clinic 
um, going back and forth with uh, the greatest defensive guard alive in Drew Holiday. I mean, you, you listen to enough uh, NBA podcasts, like particularly JJ Reddick's, like he'll ask all the best scores in the league. All right, who, who's the toughest guy to score on? Who's the toughest guy to score on? And, and the answer uh, you consistently get is Jalen Brunson. Uh, when we come back, I want to get into Julius Randle because I've, I, I've talked about the bad with him and, and, and there was, there was quite a bit of bad, but there was also a whole lot of good for the Knicks, uh, presumptive all-star power forward. But before I do that, uh, I gotta tell you all about bet online. One of our, one of our longest, one of our oldest, one of our, one of our favorite, uh, sponsors here on locked on Knicks. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Um, They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. What I go to BetOnline for most often is the latest NBA odds. Uh, Tomorrow night, Jazz, Cavs. uh, Cavs are three-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. I am going to take the Utah Jazz pulling an upset. I, I just I feel like they've been on a little bit of a downtrend of late. I, I just feel like they're due for a hot shooting night. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'm, I'll go with the Jazz. Call it a gut feeling. Uh, head to the website today if you want to join me or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It's where the game starts. And finally, uh, we wanted to remind you to go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. That's right. I, I didn't say do your taxes. I said don't. To your taxes. You heard me correctly. Meet with an expert who'll do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you. Um, so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish. Ensuring your taxes are done right guaranteed so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full service products only. Video meetings while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. All right, and with that, guys, we are back one final time on Lockdown Knicks. I want to, I want to get into the uh, the the conundrum that was Julius Randle's knife, as we told you, just a horrific start, right? Zero for nine from the floor, zero for eight from three, finished one for twelve from three point range. Um, maybe he was due for an off night. I know, I know, he had one two games ago, but the guy has been uh, shooting the lights out. Um, just nine for twenty nine from the field in this game but still finished with 25 points, 16 rebounds and five assists. And, and, and man, until those final four minutes, I, I really thought this was the, the ultimate um, example of, of Julius's uh, metamorphosis as, as both a player and um, in, in terms of his, his temperament and focus and competitive spirit on the court, because early season, Julius last season, Julius first season with the Knicks, Julius, uh, that guy, when he started off 0 for 8 from 3, he would have checked out. He would have been spending his night uh, playing absolutely no defense and screaming at everyone else around him as, as if his lack of effort was all about them. Um, and that was that was not <laughs> the guy we got tonight. He was um, about as good as you can be against Giannis Antetokounmpo, both as a primary defender and as a help defender 
through the first three quarters of this game. And the, the force he brought under the basket was, was inspiring to, I, I think everyone else on this Knicks team going up against a massive vicious front line of, of Giannis and Brooke Lopez and, and Bobby Portis, who's, who is a tough dude in his own right. Uh, Julius finished this game with seven offensive rebounds. Um, we mentioned the 16 total boards also had five assists and two steals, like other stats to just, just show you the overall impact on this one. But man, I, I thought, I thought more than anything else his offensive rebounding is, is what really stood out to me, particularly in that third quarter. I, I think it changed the the trajectory of the game and, and allowed the Knicks to gain some separation um, in, in this one. And, and he, he got the second half started off on a really good note, hitting his first and what was only his, his ultimately his only three on the night. Um had had just like this crazy dribble sequence um, where he crossed Giannis to the ground and and he ended up missing the dunk. But that play got me really excited. Um, had, had another one heavy traffic where he fought for, won an offensive rebound and and immediately found Emmanuel quickly for an open three to make it 73-58. And I don't know about you guys watching, that was the moment for me where I was like, all right, the Knicks, the Knicks are probably going to win this game. And then uh, two possessions later, another offensive rebound and an and one um, in between had had a backdoor cut where Drew Holiday fell asleep and, and, got, and got a layup off of a nice dish um, from Brunson um, had uh, had another big tip in uh, where he where Drew or excuse me, where Brunson was one on one with Holiday going up the court and early season Randall man or, or last season Randall. He's staying parked on the other side of the court in that situation. Instead, just at, at the mere risk that Brunson could potentially miss, he, he out hustled everyone on both teams, sprinted down the court um, and, uh, and got the tip in. And then, and then one final great play uh, crossed up Giannis again, kind of knocked him down semi legally with the shoulder drew Brooke Lopez slipped it to Mitchell Robinson uh, for the dunk. And then, and then from there last four minutes again, um, we're, we're a little less promising, but it was overall, I, I honestly, despite the poor shooting, despite the timid play late, I really cannot be mad at, at Julius Randall. Uh, this was, this was a great night of play for him. Uh, I want to finish, uh, going rapid fire, um, on the rest of the roster. And I'm going to start that off with Emmanuel quickly because he was, he was excellent in, in this game. Uh, at 43 minutes, nine for 14 from the floor, three for six from three, two for three from the foul line. Didn't have an assist. That was the only blotch on on a pretty spectacular night. 23 points, four rebounds, no turnovers. Uh, just just was clinical in this game. I, I mean, for someone who I, I think just I've, I've I've said this before, but didn't really have a clear sense of of what his role was on this team earlier this year. Was was hesitant when he sh- when he shouldn't have been. Was aggressive when he shouldn't have been earlier this season. And, and it, it feels like everything is, is kind of aligned for him, harmonized, whatever, whatever metaphysical term you, you want to use. I, I think it is all applicable because he, he is playing uh, just, just beautiful basketball right now. I mean, he hit, hit a little baseline fader to open the second quarter. Um, that, that might be a, a, a trick he's learned from Jalen Brunson. Um, and, and then just the, the change of pace. I mean, he tortured uh, uh, Bo, Bochamp, uh, Bocamp, I, I can't remember his name, uh, but the Bucks rookie, Marjon Bocamp, uh, multiple times. Um, that was a total mismatch. I mean, even even for a rookie who's supposed to be a good defender, um, had one where he paused, then accelerated, nailed an and one floater on him, and then I think like two possessions later, uh, cross stop another short floater for the first six points of the second quarter. But then he was doing it to Drew Holiday too. He beat Drew on a closeout for a short runner, 
um, a little pump to ditch Grayson Allen and nail a three. Got Drew Holiday with the same trick. Had multiple layups in transition. It was it was just a very complete game for him. Um, and then Mitchell Robinson, I thought, was mostly great in this one. 37 minutes, uh, only made one shot, but had eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. He is, I, I've, I've referenced it a couple times with Brunson, but he's just, just much more comfortable distributing the basketball, acting as as a little bit of a hub. I mean, ironically, the the role we were hoping that Isaiah Hardenstein would play this year, obviously Mitch is, isn't doing that. He's not like picking out cutters from, from the corner, but he's making simple functional passes with a consistency um, and, and, and a, a quick processing to it that he's never really had throughout his career. Um, and, and, and just time and time again, uh, was there in the right moments on Giannis. Uh, Quinn Grimes, uh, wish, wish we'd gotten to see him the whole fourth quarter, uh, played 34 minutes in this one, uh, rare, rare night, um, where I would have been okay with him going 42. Um, even, even though he shot pretty terribly, it was one for seven over three from three, but contributed in other areas, eight rebounds, two steals, had a great, Strip on Giannis to open the game. And, his, and, and the one bucket he did have was just spectacular. Um, uh, a, re, a reverse where he um, recovered kind of a crummy pass from Julius Randle, toasted Joe Ingles off the dribble, and then an up and under around Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez. Um, he's had a lot of spectacular baskets this year in, in, in similar fashion. That that might have been the best of the bunch. Um, I wanted to shout out Obi Toppin. Um and his return from injury hit a big three-pointer um, and it had, a, had a nice little ambitious attempt on Drew Holiday where he threw a cross on Holiday um, and stop, pop, push shot, rolled in and out. But I, I just like I, like, I like the effort from Obi Toppin. That's, that's again, maybe maybe the best defender in the league. And, and he was he was going at him. Uh, Deuce had one huge three. Fournier had one huge three. But uh, again, there were there were defensive issues there. Anyways, uh, that is that is all I have for you guys. Um, uh a great game, a, a painful game. Um, but I don't know my, my takeaway from, from watching and, and going back and looking at uh, Prez's thread on, on, on the, on the Knicks defense down the stretch is, um, this is, this was a, this was a great effort. This was a really, really good effort. And, and I said it earlier, but I'll, I'll reiterate it. The, the margin for error for the Knicks, just because they don't, they don't have a Giannis, they don't have a Jason Tatum. They don't have a LeBron. They don't have a Luca. Um, it's, it's always going to be really hard for them to win these games against these teams and, and give the bucks credit on, on a night where they, they were really struggling offensively. They made big shot after big shot after big shot in, in a way that teams that have won titles just, just seem to have the confidence they can do and that they can figure it out when, when they need to. And they, and they did tonight against New York and that's not, that's not really anything against the Knicks, but until next time I'm Gavin Shaw. We'll, we will be back um possibly tomorrow with a little little bonus episode action i'm, I'm, I'm going to chop it up with tony east of locked on pacers so be on the lookout for that but until then be good talk to you soon i'm locked on this